Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Greetings this awesome spring day to our Anchor Daily listeners. This is Dave Dawson. Well, let's start off by making an observation about a topic that is very relevant to our society today, and that topic is unity. So here's my observation about unity. I don't think it's super hard to come together as a people. What is hard is to stay together as a people. Here's a few examples. It is common to see political coalitions come together in order to face a common opponent, and then they fall apart after they achieve a victory. And we all love our families, but even families have to work hard to live together long-term in peace. One more example. You know, even uh, in the church this past year, the church in the U.S., has responded to the COVID crisis in different ways and then often condemned those who chose a different path. So, you know, it takes a powerful focal point to keep a group moving in unity and to keep from naturally falling apart. It takes uncommon wisdom to maintain a people together in a common cause. Okay, so that is my introduction to the book of Corinthians in the first chapter. Because the fact is, we are not alone in this struggle for unity. So today, once again, in this first chapter in the letter to the Corinthians, um, we're going to see that this church was struggling with divisions and maintaining its unity. So the Apostle Paul had left the Corinthian church to go somewhere else, heard reports about the church, and then wrote them this letter. He says in the beginning of this letter, this is from verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. Okay, so as Paul writes this letter, how will he address this problem and other problems that the church in Corinth faces? So he appeals to the use of wisdom. Not just any wisdom, but the wisdom of God. In fact, Paul claims that the wisdom of God contains the power of God. However, here's the reality. God's wisdom is often at odds with the wisdom of the world. Now, Paul admits that God's wisdom is considered to be folly. There's a strange word for you, which means foolish. It's considered to be folly by the wisdom of this world. So what exactly is God's wisdom that is considered to be folly? Well, we know that from the first chapter. Here's the first thing it is. First, for the word of the cross is folly, it says in verse 18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So this symbol of Christianity worldwide, it's not a super cool, powerful logo. It's a cross. Remember, the cross was where the worst criminals ended their lives nailed and hung up in extreme pain, naked, struggling for breath, and in the weakest of positions. And yet, in God's wisdom, the cross became to represent uh, life, not just death. The second way that God's wisdom was considered folly was the message itself of Christianity. Verse 21 says this, It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. So what is our unifying, powerful message to the world? 
It is, it's Christ crucified. Yes, our message is that our leader was crucified like a criminal on a cross, dying for the sins of people all over the world. All right, the third demonstration of God's wisdom is the messengers that he sends out to preach that message. The great messengers who carry Christ to the world are the, and I quote from verse 28, foolish in the world. It says, God chose what is low and despised in the world to be his messengers. So we started off talking about unity and how hard it is to maintain unity without falling into natural divisions. We need God's wisdom. His wisdom is different than the wisdom in the world. His wisdom accomplishes what no wisdom of this world can do. It appears to be foolish in its reliance on the folly of the cross, the folly of preaching a savior who died on that cross, and the, po- the folly of preaching that is carried out by the foolish ones of the world. But God's foolishness is a power that brought sinful man and holy God together. If his wisdom can accomplish that, his wisdom can overcome whatever intractable problem we are facing at the moment, including unity. So I'm going to pray. Well, Lord, how we need your wisdom. We're coming through this time of COVID and a time of great confusion. And Lord, unity is a big deal. It's a big deal to you. But we need your wisdom. So Lord, we appeal now not to the great wisdom of the world. But we appeal to you to your wisdom, which appears to be foolishness but it is not. It is the power of God. May you give our church, the people in our church, give us this wisdom, Lord, so that we can be unified in this world. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. And that's the way it is. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.